This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief Spartan 117. Welcome to Quality Time, the KO Koala Entertainment Podcast. Anthony and Skyler will take it from here. Master Chief, out. Quality Time, the KO Koala Entertainment Podcast. My name is Anthony Nicolosi. And I'm Skylar Sokol. And today we're going to continue our conversation on first-person shooters. Last week we we started our discussion. Actually, immediately after, upon finishing that episode, I thought of a few things, Skylar, that we didn't talk about. Um, really? Yes. The, two actually ra- rather significant things. And then um, we're going to talk a little, we're going to go over some of your feedback that you left on some of our posts this week, uh, community on Instagram. So let's see. Where did, were you like me, Skyler? Did you have anything that you like wanted there was to say at the that end you of forgot? the last episode that I said I wanted to talk? Oh, console versus PC FPSs I wanted to talk about. And oh, yeah. Th- that wasn't even one of the playing things with I wanted controllers to talk about. versus playing with mouse and keyboard and all of that, I think is really interesting. Okay. Yeah, right on. Um, you know, last time I said I didn't even enjoy shooters really all that much, but then when Halo showed up, um, that changed. Like, GoldenEye was all right. Like I said, it, I enjoyed it a little bit on the 64, but Halo was the first one that really felt good. So talking about how it was implemented there on the controller, that was I, th- I felt like the first one that was good um, on console. Anyway... Cool. You know, the th- one of the things we can start off, well, the way we can, we'll do this, um, since, uh, we're talking all first person shooter stuff, we'll start with, we'll, we'll continue our conversation on first person shooters and then we'll touch on some feedback from the community. What do you think? Yeah, that sounds great. Cool. Um, so one thing that I didn't think about, uh, you asked me, uh, at some point last, last week in the podcast, why I preferred first-person shooters over platformers or just other kinds of games, and we gave some reasons, the kind of uh, visceral experience, the controls, how that, how good that felt, uh, whatever, a few things. Right. One thing that's a big deal um, that I forgot to mention was the camera. The camera is a huge mm, deal for me. Okay. Um, in third-person experiences, like, I don't enjoy third-person shooters, Um Almost at all. I like, like, Gears of War is the only one that I kind of enjoy, like, from a gameplay perspective. I really like the universe, but from a gameplay perspective that I kind of enjoy. First-person shooters and the first-person camera, I guess it's not exclusive to first-person shooters, but um, one thing, um, this is kind of like a lack of, I guess, issues with a first-person camera. On a third-person game, the amount of time, like, especially in, like, tight corners or something like that, that you have to spend sort of correcting for it with the camera, uh, drives me insane. I hate it. I, I actually don't really play many third-person experiences. Like, I either prefer, like, a really top-down view or a really, like, kind of 2.5D, 2D sort of thing because the camera of third-person games drives me nuts. Um, and in the first-person game... It doesn't. Now, also, uh, one thing that some people have told me is uh, in regards to shooters. Uh, some uh-huh. people at work were telling me that the first-person camera actually makes them more, like, motion sick. Than, I like, a could third. see that. It's it's quite the opposite for me. I like Interesting. Third-person camera gives you motion sickness? The movement of the third-person camera bothers me way more in that regard. That's crazy. That's really so, interesting. Um, I also don't know if 
I, you know, you, you playing on PC, right? You expect your shooters to have a pretty wide field of view. Is that correct? Or at least the option to have one. I mean, generally I turn it up, but not by that much. Yeah, because for example, Halo 3, Halo 5, they had a 70 degree field of view. Narrow as fuck. So, um, you know, I'm not sure if to some extent, I don't know. Maybe I'm just like conditioned and it doesn't bother me. But anyway, right. first person camera bothers me much less than third person cameras. Um, that's a big reason why I enjoy first person games. All right. Fair enough. What? Um, um, okay. Yeah. Cameras for me. I don't know. I, I play games from all different perspectives, so I don't really care like what the camera is. I like third person games. I like first person games. One thing to note, though, and actually maybe this is a good segue into this controller discussion is... I much prefer playing third-person games on controller, and I much prefer playing first-person games on mouse and keyboard. Interesting. Um, yeah. You, you know that's another thing, though, that happens due to the fact that the camera's in the first-person perspective um, that you don't get in third-person games that also, I think, is part of the reason why it bothers me and just feels a little unnatural is you don't see a lot of animation. Like, there's a large chunk of the character that's out of view in a first person from a first person perspective. Right. Um, yeah. In a third person game, that's not true. Uh, you see at least like the top chunk of the character most of the time. And uh, I don't know. There's something about that uh, that decreases the, I don't know, believability when there's more left to the imagination. It somehow, um, you know, doesn't, it doesn't bother me as much. I think that if I could see all of the movements, like in the third person games, it just feels more like, I don't know, janky, low quality. Um, really? But Even though you can see the whole, ca- wait, I, I don't know what third person games you're playing, but most third person games, you can see the entire character. Yeah, I know. And because of that, the animations need to live up to what you can see is what uh, I'm yeah, saying. And I think in most third person games, they do like yeah, Assassin's for- Creed is the one that comes to mind for me. Uh, it's still very video gamey, in my opinion. Like, it's very... Well, it is a video game. I, I know, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, there's more left to the imagination from that camera perspective on some of those movements. Um, and I think that just goes, goes, goes some distance for me in regards to the immersion aspect. Interesting. Um, so anyway. Cool. Uh, yeah. So for the controller thing, you are saying you prefer to play the third person games. Um... You know, I also like playing. I suck on keyboard and mouse. I've just only recently, like, basically once we started developing our game, um, started using it more for gameplay. Um, and I'll say that it doesn't, I don't know, like, I, I, I think it feels, there's something, I wish, I wish somehow somebody would make a controller where you could have, like, the right hand could be a mouse, but the left hand could be the left joystick for a controller. That is right, because you want the joystick for movement, but the mouse for precision for the shooting. Yeah. You know what What has actually accomplished that is the fucking Wii with the nunchuck and the Wiimote. Well, and you know, I love the nunchuck and the right? Wiimote. Right, like you got the joystick and you got the Wiimote for pointing. That's basically a mouse on one hand and a and a joystick on the other hand. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know. That's... I, there's something that's uh, – there's a big part of it, like I was explaining last time, that movement. There's a visceral satisfaction with – a very primal almost kind of satisfaction with jo- jousting in Halo with that left thumbstick. And um, I miss that on keyboard, on mouse and keyboard. WASD just doesn't do the same for me. Um, 
I also feel like it's a it's it's way more awkward. Maybe it's just a getting used to thing, but I feel like it's way more awkward to hold the pinky down and hit shift to sprint and stuff like that. Yeah, see that um, stuff's like so ingrained in my muscle memory that it doesn't feel weird yeah. to me at all. But I, I, I would get imagine. it. Like I would and imagine. Like I said, in like a third person game, I much prefer the controller anyway. Like there's games where I love playing it on controller. Like today, I was playing a shoot 'em up style game and on controller is way better for me on that than mouse and keyboard i like controller way more because you know if you have to move diagonally you can do that so much smoother on a controller and right on mouse and keyboard if you want to go at like a i don't know what degrees angle this is like a 15 degree angle that's like impossible right on mouse and keyboard so for games where that kind of movement matters um the joystick is way better and i so i totally see what you're saying how I, I think a joystick on my left hand and a mouse on my right would actually be amazing. Yeah, the, um, the Rollick in chat suggests you hold a controller in your left hand and a mouse in your right hand while I play. <laughs> while you play, yeah. Can, can that's do basically games take a nunchuck and Wiimote like setup. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe people do that. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, we are we we're we're breaking new ground here. We'll hit up Michael to see if he can design us a new controller or something. But, there you go. You know. On the left thumbstick, the other thing, because one one big problem that's showed up in the um, Halo community recently with the port to PC and everything that we touched on last time is the aim assist that controller players have yeah. against so PC players. This is players. a huge thing, and this is part of this discussion I want to talk about, right, is this controversy between mouse and keyboard on FPS and controller. And it has played a huge role in fps multiplayer game design like some fps's don't go cross-platform specifically because of this difference right it's pretty well documented and well known that you obviously can be more precise on a mouse than on a controller you can be faster and more precise and so obviously there's an imbalance there and one way that games remedy that is via aim assist and I, you, you are way more experienced with aim assist than me, right? I very rarely play games with aim assist. So maybe you should talk about aim assist. So, yeah. Uh, like maybe what it is, like how it works and yeah, what, basically, it, what it does. Yeah. For the people who are, are listening, the way aim assist works, um, probably a lot of our audience already knows, but some of you, especially if you play on console, when you are aiming your reticule in a shooting game, um, really in, in almost anything with controller um there's kind of two imagine there's two really um how can you say you're really aiming in two places one where you're actually pointing to with the thumbstick and the second is where the game is correcting that aim to so for example one great visualization of those of this that if somebody uh wants to go check it out is you can YouTube, Halo 5, The Sprint. Um, it's a dev, uh, like a Vidoc series of them making Halo 5. And there's one episode where they really stop and they, they have like all of the debug information on the screen, debug okay. information on the screen so that you yeah. can actually see the aim assist tracking. So you oh, can see the reticule and then you can see the aim assist underneath correcting the aim to the player. So for example, in games, especially uh, let's say over the last decade where like advanced mobility has really been a thing in shooters, um, the aim assist has to account and help the player out for this increased movement. So what you would, you'd see on games like Halo 5, I know Titanfall does something similar. I'm sure the Call of Duty has a very similar implementation as well, the Call of Duty titles. You, maybe by default, the gun doesn't have a ton of aim assist, but if the other player is moving, the aim assist starts to really kick in. 
Um, huh. So much so that on Halo 5, a viable option for the, for the sniper was to kind of line it up roughly equal um, to like where the head was at and swipe it, like snap it across. Um, because the aim assist helps you out on that. And well, you can land some headshots that way. Interesting. So, yeah. That's such yeah. a foreign concept to me, right? Like I'm pointing directly at the head and shooting. And if I miss, I miss. But and that's really how it's supposed to feel with aim assist, too. It's supposed to feel like that's how it's working. Um, right. But I don't know if that's always the case, right? Right. And like uh, th- this, this was designed right in mind. Because if not, it's so hard to be precise with especially that right thumbstick that like a shooting game is like not enjoyable on, right. on, uh, on these things. So, uh, or you'll the other miss thing a is- lot more than you want to and players will have less fun. So to increase like the player enjoyment, they want something like this to make people feel Fortnite is like notorious for this. And we can talk about that once you say your point. Yeah, aim assist and bullet magnetism, I was going to say, is another thing yeah. related to this. Uh, you could, they, in that same Halo 5 trailer, they could they showed how the bullets would curve towards the player once the reticule was, like, uh, within a certain proximity of, like, the head or body or something. Um, the other thing I want to say is w- another test you could do um, – uh, this, uh, again, bunch of YouTube videos. I know for sure a lot of Halo players have YouTube videos. I'm sure all consoles do, but you can take like an enemy player, you stand, you line them up far away and you can just swing the reticule, right? Like just spin 360 degrees around and you'll see that the bullet, that the reticule sort of magnetizes to the player as you pass. Like it's like a little bit of a lag as you go by. So, that's that's a way of you seeing that in action, right? If you're on PC, nothing happens. You're just spinning fluidly. Um, if you're not, I'm sorry, if you're on keyboard and mouse, if you are on controller, you see it kind of gravitate to the player and then let go a little de- delayed as well. So Right. Um, and so, yeah, so I was going to say Fortnite uh, is one of the games most notorious because that game is cross-play on mobile with PC, right? It's like the biggest jump. It's also on oh, consoles really? crossplay. I didn't yes. know you could play against PC on mobile. Yes. Mobile <laughs> players. And that, the mobile has so much aim assist. Like, unbelievable amounts of aim assist. That's, uh, it's definitely and, uh, Yeah, when I used fair. to watch Fortnite streamers, they would always be like, yeah, that was a mobile player. You could tell because, like, they looked like, they, like, weren't, like, shooting at me at all, but all their bullets hit my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I said, is it, how can you... The, 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 from the developer's perspective, it's how can we make this an enjoyable experience? Can you imagine trying to tippity tap with your little bitsy fingernail like the right spot? It's never going to happen, right. obviously. Very so. hard. Yeah, you need that aim assist. And um, yeah, Valorant's been talking about this too. They were talking about how they might develop the game for console, but they want it to feel as satisfying and as tactical and as like the gunplay needs to feel like it does on PC. And I don't know how you accomplish that on a controller because. Like, the whole point of Valorant, right, is if you hit the head, you get the one-hit headshot, and if you don't, you don't, right? It's like a one-bullet difference matters so much, and that's one one bullet out of, like, a spray that lasts, like, 0.1 seconds, right? So yeah. that kind of precision is really hard to replicate on controller. So what do you propose as a solution to these games, kind of like what Halo had, of you have uh, a chunk of the population that plays on PC with controller, a chunk that plays without. What should they do? Do you... Um, I think like, right. Some viable options are you just segregate the two. You don't yep. let them play together. Um, or you... at least give the option to segregate, like option to not have cross play, uh, is a good one. Rocket League does that. For example, you could also like 
down the aim assist on controller, but then you have the design headache of maybe that's somewhat viable for higher skilled players, but for like newbie players playing casual modes who are impacted by that change as well, it's maybe not ideal, right? Honestly, yeah, I don't know. I I think keeping them separate is the best choice, honestly, which is annoying because of crossplay. And like crossplay increases the size and the ge- players playing and the population, but I think the disparity is enough and the, the hoops you have to jump over is annoying. I think the crossplay, if you have it, should be off by default, not on by default, which is generally the case. And for PC players, like they probably would always opt in because they don't care and they, uh, well, I don't know, right? Like it depends how good the aim assist is. If it makes controller players have an unfair advantage, I don't know. It just seems like a design problem that I don't want to have to solve, right? I would much yeah. rather not have to solve that problem. Well, and like I said, you have to solve it for players of all skill levels on controller, right? Right, exactly. And that's I mean, the hard part. Like the aim assist problem yeah. on controller is the problem, right? Like the mouse and keyboard is you point is and what click, it is. right? Yeah. Yeah. I know, I don't... Like, one thing that will be very interesting coming up here is that Halo Infinite's coming out, and it's going to be on PC, and the thing. And I'm interested in what's going to happen on the competitive side of things, because traditionally that's been a console eSport, it's always played on controller. All of your, you know, pros, your legacy pros are have been playing on controller. Right. So are like, are these, those? like, Counter-Strike pros going to come in and, like, shake up the Halo scene because well, they're mouse well, and keyboard and they can well, wreck so these people? Well, so, for example, Summit, Summit tried out Halo Reach. He's... XCS Pro, right? Right, right. Summit's a very good And he FPS quit gamer. Reach because he was getting shit on by the Halo pros who were using controllers because, because of the... Because of aim assist. Because of the difference, yeah. Um, there was there was just a noticeable assistance. Of course, he's playing against, like, current day Halo pros, right? Right. Um, so they're going to be really good regardless and the absolute best at taking advantage of the system. Yeah, and, and they, yeah, they're just... They are going to make the right pushes and everything. Like he's in, from a gameplay perspective, there's other elements involved into why he's maybe not performing high. But the, the fact is that it's there. And so you don't, you, you probably want it, that door to be open to those, those, uh, PC players, right? Like those keyboard and mouse competitive PC players where that scene has, you know, been growing in the last couple decades. Like you want that to be open to Halo, yeah. right? So I mean, I mean, the PC, yeah. Like, the PC FPS scene is huge. Like, yeah. the PC FPS games have been some of the most popular games. Like, Team Fortress 2, Counter-Strike is still, even to this day, in the top, like, five most streamed games on Twitch always, all day, every day. Yeah. I, yeah, um, I don't know what you do. Like, so it's then- a huge community that Halo definitely wants to tap into. I actually saw very interesting, I think it was Twitter post, of someone talking about gatekeeping PC players out of Halo, because, like saying that people shouldn't do that because people are being like pissed they're like yeah if you're gonna play halo on pc you should be playing with a controller why would you play a mouse and keyboard blah blah just so funny from my perspective because i'm like it's well documented that mouse and keyboard is better for fps's so why would i not and like the, no, apparently people so are stupid. like gatekeeping this is so stupid. halo the, the, to say like it's a controller game the problem is like you'll you'll have to deal with that initial you know you're gonna maybe lose some pros in the transition right like if you were to yeah. say we're going keyboard and mouse you know, um, you might lose some pros, but yeah, the the future awaits. We'll see what happens there. I'll be interested to see how they go about that. Um, yeah, it just seems so hard to balance for competitive play the aim assist to make controller and mouse and keyboard balanced that like I don't see that working in, from a competitive perspective like at all. Yeah. Now, aim assist is uh, one thing that controller has for it, but like the rate of speed at which you can turn and maneuver, like, do you, how fast do you play? How, 
would you say that your sensitivity in shooters is high when you uh, play in tactical shooters you play i play with very low sensitivity oh okay that's what you're supposed to do i play 800 dpi 0.41 sense 0.51 sensitivity in valorant so i don't know how familiar you are with dpi but like if i my mouse is on that sensitivity right now and i have to move like halfway across my pretty large mouse pad to get it to go all the way across my screen um, basically like the way you're supposed to do it is your character will, should do a 360 if you move your mouse all the way across your mouse pad. So that okay. should give you an idea of how low that sensitivity is. Cause, cause shooting in the head matters t- so much in Valorant that the precision is more important. I don't need to make large sweeping motions. I need to make very precise, tiny adjustments. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, on controller, I play with low sensitivity. That's why I was wondering. Cause I play with low sensitivity just cause it's so f- freaking hard to, Hit some shit at high sensitivity on the right thumbstick. That's you can exactly right. for precision, right? Yeah, you can leverage that left thumbstick to kind of put yourself at an angle for the shot, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um. But anyway, we have we have a bunch of feedback coming in here. Do you have any th- other things that you want to say off the top no, of your let's, head? Let's go down the feedback path for the next ten minutes and okay. end this podcast. Because we have we have Sand Squid and Link's Potter in the Twitch chat, especially Link's Potter, just harassing us. Just <laughs> unbelievable. Link's really wants me to read the following. Uh, Wait, listeners. don't read the whole thing out loud. Read it to yourself and then give give us the. Unless it needs to be read out loud. Yeah, I think I think we'll we'll need to read this one out loud. It's and it's good. Good job, okay. Links, formulating your it. thoughts. So Links said Minecraft is a first person shooter. That's the premise of this comment that I'm about the to read short, here. Says, the short essay. <laughs> yes. He says, Well, in Minecraft, it just has a very different and unique design. The mechanics of the ranged weapons feel very natural and clean like butter. It has a lot of interesting and fun game modes like Scar- Sky Wars where you fight in the sky and Bed Wars where the main objective is to destroy everyone else's bed so they can't respawn and the last one standing is the winner. Minecraft is also the most popular game in the world, even more than the shitty Fortnite game. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> so, the call out! So... Overall, this is why it is the best first-person shooter of all time. Also, on mobile, um, it's good as well. So Fortnite yeah. isn't a first-person shooter, though, right? Yes. So, unfortunately, <laughs> okay. Links, Fortnite is not a first-person shooter. So, we're going to have to dismiss that part of your argument. Um, <laughs> however, I agree that uh, I I find Minecraft's like the bow. And now they added the... Uh, is it the crossbow? The one where it's like... A V and you pull it back. I think oh, that's I called the crossbow. That but um, that is a crossbow in like actual weaponry, so I assume so. Yeah, I think that's what what it's called. I might not, I might be screwing that up. Um, and I find those pretty enjoyable to shoot and interestingly balanced. The bow is really fun to use in Minecraft. I mean, physics based weapons in general are really fun, right? To have right. to line up your shot, shoot it, and like hit that skeleton from the top of a tower is really satisfying. So, yeah. Maybe that's now, enough to say it's a first-person shooter because the shooting mechanics that are in a game that has a ton more than being a first-person shooter are really good. Have you ever played some of those modes that he called yeah. out? Like, okay, I used I to play them fun. all the time. They were some of my favorite parts of Minecraft, like the Hunger Games maps. That was yeah. like one of my favorite things to do in Minecraft, especially when battle royales were shit. That was like when battle royales weren't fun. Like Dude, I didn't want to play PUBG. That, that still might be my favorite battle royale um like the hunger games minecraft stuff yeah my the minecraft ones i i really enjoy those um okay cool so on instagram we asked uh, i'll get to squid's comment here in a sec but we asked people what is the best first person shooter ever 
Woof. We just went in. How many straight. said Fortnite? <laughs> uh, not many. A few okay, did, yes. and we okay, we had yeah. to help them out. But um, <laughs> not many. Somebody said NHL 2020, <laughs> which I guess if you can mod it in, you know. <laughs> I mean. You're shooting pucks at the net. I don't know if it's first-person perspective, though. Shit, man. If you got first-person, you put a mod in there. Might as well be a shooter. He snipes their heads off. Those those slap shots. (laughs) Elijah BR2 says, Destiny 2. I swear the gunplay and movement is some of the best feeling stuff I've ever felt in a game. And even the simplest of techniques have high skill gaps to them that allow for greater play. Love the game to pieces, man. Um, so that's really interesting because I think you specifically, I remember telling me that you did not think the gunplay felt that good. Well, Destiny. and so here's one th- I think that I wish I could zip over to Elijah and ask him right now. Um, I wonder if he's playing on PC because on console, it was 30 FPS. Blech. Yeah, Blech is right. <laughs> and uh, 30 FPS and on the Xbox One, I think it was even like some, some, somewhat of a compromised resolution and everything. And there's, it's just, I don't know. Like, I, I just think when I played the, they had a beta on PC that I played just the opening sequence up for at Uh 60 frames per second, everything. And, um, I thought to myself, like, wow, this is way more smooth. I wonder what I would have thought about the gameplay if it was at 60 FPS at least, you know, on PC. I've uh, yeah. I've debated jumping back into there. I've asked some people um, at our job who have, who are huge Destiny fans. We have, like, a whole bunch of Destiny fans at our job about what how they enjoy that gunplay over other shooters that they play. And they also really like the gunplay. And I one theory I have is maybe because it's so freaking forgiving, in my opinion. There's a lot of guns that um, I feel like we were talking about the aim assist and bullet magnetism. Some are intentionally designed to, right, with De- Destiny. Like you have some like leveled up guns that it's like a fucking homing rocket launcher or some shit. Right. But um, I feel like it's a pretty forgiving shooter uh, in regards to gunplay. Um so maybe that's why some people find it satisfying. Interesting. Yeah, I haven't played it like almost at all, so I can't really say it. Um but that's right. uh that's cool. That's an interesting comment. We got more? Yes, we have um an Overwatch fan saying okay. that is Cherry Cola Orgy. Nice. All right. It says I love the character dynamics and how it's team based especially with the use of ultimates. What do you think of the Overwatch Ultimates and Ultimate uh, so Designs? The, so I was going to say, Overwatch, I played it a lot when it first came out. And the most satisfying moments are Overwatch, like, are using your abilities well. And Ultimates are one of the abilities you can use really well. So okay. that shit, like, that's really satisfying. I think um, Overwatch does a great job of creating really satisfying moments. Like, it's possible to, like, 1v5 an entire team in Overwatch if you do it right. So... If- I'm reading through these. Especially with an ultimate. Okay. So, I don't know. Like, yeah, the gunplay in Overwatch is really fun. I can totally see people saying that's their favorite FPS. I'm surprised it still is because that game has gotten very stale for a lot of people. But Mm -hmm. some people just love it so much. And like we've talked about before, it's so polished. And Blizzard puts so much work behind the lore effort and just, like, creating the universe. that I can totally see why some people are still very immersed in it. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I I only played the beta, so I don't have a ton of perspective on it. It there were other things that made me not like it, like I've talked before. So um, I'll take your guys's word for it. Um, now Squid gave us a huge 
long answer about why he likes like overall he said he liked Halo most, but he had okay. some good feedback around Call of Duty, his second favorite. Um okay. you're playing you're you're playing Call of Duty right now, Call of Duty Warzone. I play, what do you think? So, I play like a solo round of Warzone almost every night. Just like one or one or two rounds because it's so fun. Well, um, and what do you think? But I mean <laughs> it's from so a gunplay perspective. <laughs> shit. Say it's, it. it. <laughs> it's alright. It's alright. It's, it's very fun, but it is not objectively good like i if in the beginning you don't go to like practice mode and right now for some reason I, maybe this is a bug but in the pre-battle royale area that you go into where you can normally kill people you can't kill people right now for some reason so i just like aimed at someone's head and held down left click and shot them and just to like see what it would be like there was zero recoil on my gun for the entire clip like my <laughs> gun stayed in the exact same place i started shooting from for the entire clip that i emptied well, and here's the problem with Call of Duty having that is that it has fast time to kill. Like, very fast. It's OP yes. as fuck. You die, like, like, yes. And that's so if you're basically, it's whoever starts shooting first wins every gunfight. Exactly. Um, and that's, that's bad that's, shooting design. But well, yeah. I love Warzone. The design of that battle royale, I think, is the best of any battle royale by far. And that's why I like it. Because Warzone, the map and the the gulag at, at mechanics, all the mechanics of Warzone. If we ever have a battle royale episode, I could talk. So we talk about why battle royales are good and what's bad about their design. Warzone is like the pinnacle of battle royale design, in my opinion. It does everything right from my perspective. Okay, well, and that's we, why I like it so much. Uh, we actually did get a ton of feedback around battle royales this past week, so that might be our next topic. We'll see. You guys will have to stay tuned. Um. Well, so Squid says, his thoughts on the current COD, the current Call of Duty, uh, Modern Warfare, um, he also throws in a little bit regarding skill-based matchmaking because he thinks it's part of it. But okay. um, he said, this Call of Duty is very casual-oriented. And like that gunplay example that you just gave sort of reinforces that perception, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Um, you can't pick maps like traditional Call of Duties. The mini-map doesn't show an enemy firing without a suppressor, and lots of weapons are hit marker machines. Also, there are lots of doors and windows, so you can camp all the time, so definitely test your patience. Hit markers is a very interesting thing. Um, can, let's Hold on. Let's just talk real quick about it, because it's something that has shown up in um, first-person shooters as I think... I think it does a good job of communicating what has happened. Like, did my shot register? Um, did I hit something? This has was a huge point of contention, though, in Halo. Halo had traditionally not hit, had hit markers for anything. And uh-huh. then in Halo 4, they introduced hit markers for shots and grenades. And it's fucking OP. Like, because I can throw a grenade around the corner, and it's a, essentially an extension of radar or some shit, right? Because right. I see the guy. The hit marks. This is yeah. a huge problem in Warzone as well, actually, where um, I can shoot with an assault rifle from like a rooftop, and because it has no recoil, if I start hearing hit markers at the person I'm shooting at, I know to just like stay where I'm at or start yeah. tracking them really easily, and I get free kills. Valorant, no hit markers. You like because there's smoke grenades and in tactical shooters, it makes no sense to have hit markers, right? Because the whole point is that you deny vision with smoke. So that yep. means if you shoot someone through the smoke, you need to just get lo- keep shooting and maybe you'll kill them. But you don't get to you don't hear when you hit someone with a bullet in Valorant. And I think for and, some games yeah. it works well, and for some games there's really would ruin the game. For for those who are listening who are Halo people and they're like, I don't get people's problems. Like you have to think that totally de incentivizes. Um, communication like it used to be a it thing it takes away from the team play aspect 
and especially in like Halo. So, for example, if you're in Ro- if you're in uh, Call of Duty and you throw a grenade and it kills a guy, like if it hits a guy, it's very likely going to hit it, kill him. Like in Call yeah. of Duty, in Halo, that's not the case. It weakens his shields, which is a very important moment in the game. Like coordinating a takedown on a player um, by taking one guy taking his shields out and the other guy cleaning him up, or a combination of that. So it's a big part of strategy in Halo, and so de-incentivizing like uh before you sort you had to have like the line of sight and the map advantage the map positioning to know that the one the nade landed and two that the guy was weak right now you get that knowledge for free off the nades and it's just it's very powerful the pro so 343 signed a pro team like x halo pros to help design halo 5 to make sure it was competitively viable and The pros said that during design, they were told, you have to give up either hit markers or grenade markers. You can't give up both. (laughs) Really? Yeah. And they chose, they chose grenade markers. And, uh, so you still get hit markers in Halo 5, like on your shots, but not on the nades. Interesting. Well, I think that's much better. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm lying. You don't get, I'm sorry. It wasn't, it wasn't grenade markers. You do get grenade markers. You throw the nade oh, and you actually do see markers. Yeah, indicators. Yeah. Grenade indicators. So when you're sitting there and a nade is oh, next to you. That it shows you that it's next to you. Yeah. Really? So I got, think that's way more balanced than grenade markers. You, yeah. Uh, the, the, yeah. Like, here, it, like, that's a big thing. Grenade and, like, ability and, um, shot indicators do exist in valorant like if you hear a shot it will show you uh, like on which side of your character it came from but if you got hit right or right. always yeah. right if you get hit because in halo halo 2 like you get you have some of a somewhat of a hud but yeah i think that in the end they made that decision halo 5 is a very fast push shooter it made more sense but um anyway the point being that the, these these do have design implications right there's the uh, gameplay implications, especially yeah, these top levels. pointed out something in the chat that I thought was funny. He said, speaking of aim assist, Soldier 76 is ultimate, which I don't know if you're familiar with, but that just makes your bullets like automatically target people. Really? In like an area you shoot. Yeah. So if anyone wants to experience what aim assist is like on mouse and keyboard, just play Soldier 76 and Overwatch. Okay. That's okay. the aim assist experience. Then everyone will want to play on console because they'll be like, wow, I could just shoot people by shooting anywhere. Yeah. I mean, it is once you get used to shooting on console, it is honestly very satisfying. But um, it I mean, is clearly, definitely tons of people OP. play FPSs on console. So there has to yeah. be something to it. Right. And um, maybe it's what you said, though. Maybe the shooting isn't as satisfying as it is on mouse and keyboard. But the movement with the joystick adds enough to it that people still like it re- a lot. Yeah. No, I, and I mean... I don't I don't think that it's a different demographic. I don't think they are they have the same kind of requirements same in mind. Yeah, yeah. they're Yeah, what, they're, um, they're looking for different things. What so. else you got for us? We we're coming close to the end, so maybe just give us a little bit a f- couple more. Yeah, I uh Squid, I am very th- thank you very much for your feedback. Um Squid had a lot on skill-based matching matchmaking right there that I'll save maybe for another time if we if That's we fine, talk yeah. about it. Um so S.E. One said Valorant. He's the best FPS Hell ever. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I love Valorant. So. I said, what's your favorite part about it? He says, I like the theme. I mainly played run and gun games, so the whole stand and shoot was pretty hard to get used to. So he acknowledges that part was kind of weird. You, I think you said that too, right? Yep. That well, that that is a big part of the game, and like yeah. one of the core mechanics that all the like Fortnite kids were coming and playing. You you can easily tell when someone came from Overwatch 
is like the meme if if they are running and gunning in Valorant and you're but, spectating. Hey, you know, uh, touching on our conversation, right? Like, if that's a another design consideration in the event that the player could move more while shooting, um, it's another thing you have to keep in mind when you balance the sandbox when you when you balance the oh yeah, it makes guns, no right? sense for Valorant like yeah. at all to have moving and shooting. So, right on. Um, now he says, but the game isn't too punishing of that. He didn't think the game was too punishing in regards to having to stand sh- and shoot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can still land decent shots and abilities help spice the game up a lot. So SE1 nice. in the Valorant club. Right I on, mean, man. Getting kills in Valorant is really satisfying. The reality of you having one life per round, right? And having like a 0.1 second kill, to- kill time means that like every kill you get could have been you not playing for the rest of the round right right so like it it the just the tension of the design itself makes every kill so satisfying right no it's a, i i get it i'll get it okay yeah squid we, we have sand squid here in chat live in chat saying we skipped part of his message so sorry sand squid uh <laughs> but uh if you guys listening you get some proof we are interacting live with our chat we are live every monday at 8 30 p.m eastern time you can find us on twitch yep. we live stream tune in i'll probably i might do a pre-stream starting yeah. at uh starting at <laughs> seven thirty p.m <laughs> Right, At least that's what go. happened this week. I played a really cool shoot 'em up roguelike called, um, oh my god, it's long and I don't want to say it wrong, called The Void Reigns Upon Her Heart. Um, check it out. It's 10 bucks on Steam and it's amazing. And the soundtrack is amazing. I'm going to make Anthony listen to it. Yep. And the dev virals came and hung out with me in chat while I was streaming and it was great. So come join the pre stream. I'll play random obscure indie games and you'll love them. Cool guy, cool soundtrack. Guys, like, look, we, uh, there are so many talented developers, artists out there who, uh, this actually stuck out to me in the PS5 event a little bit. It was one developer said something, but uh, I think this is true. Like for almost everyone who makes games, maybe everyone, like they really like pour their hearts and souls into these games. They hope you love these experiences. And, um, when they're good, like if, if you can, please, uh, support these experiences by, uh, purchasing them, checking them out. I mean, 10 bucks, fuck, like that's a big Jimmy John sandwich, you know? Like, um, <laughs> right, exactly. So for, please, for uh, this game, has like you know it's a roguelike it has like infinite replayability he said it's gonna have binding of isaac like mechanics Binding of isaac is like a th- hundreds of hours long game right so you right pay 10 bucks for hundreds of hours yes yeah it's a, a, insane value um and virals is in chat he said literal heart and soul in there so please guys if you're listening um please go check out what is the name of the game again <laughs> it is the void reigns upon her heart the Void Reigns Upon Her Heart, available on Steam as early access, right? In yeah, and it's access? actually going to come out on Xbox when it is in full release. So, Oh, shit. There you go, listeners. You Xbox guys, uh, check, g- go check this game out. Go pick it up. Um, help out Mr. Virals. Uh, and it's uh, like, I, w- I want to check out the soundtrack. I, I, for, yeah, yeah. for many games, the part of the game that I interact with the most is the soundtrack. Yeah. So, 
Um, all right. So where can people find us? So you can find us at our website, kaokoalaentertainment.com. There you can find links to all our social media, uh, Instagram, Twitter, kaokoala underscore ENT, at kaokoala underscore ENT. Also on TikTok. Um, right now we are doing a giveaway. Go to our Instagram. Go follow that link and you uh, can enter Oh, check out our YouTube. The easiest way to find out our YouTube, you know, Google us. I mean, YouTube us, whatever. Cable Koala Entertainment. They're owned um, by the same or, company. <laughs> or, yeah, go through the uh, giveaway link on the Instagram. You'll get more additional entries. Win some G Fuel. Unless you're, <laughs> you're Link Spotter. Then you G Fuel. And, uh, yeah, unless you're Link Spotter who lives in England and has uh, scammy IP <laughs> you know, orig- origin points or some shit. Uh, right. uh and gleam rejects you so anyway that's where you can find us um but most of all check out the discord (laughs) this is where um all the good stuff happens you can get a sneak peek at the universe of our game you can join the research projects for agora institute the agora institute arg of sorts hang in there get researching join your team yeah and we're starting to release some lore now there's research milestones and when you reach them i'm going to post some lore out so that's gonna start getting mysterious so yeah get in there yeah check it out and uh you can see all the memes that Link's potter makes very with good. our faces on them yeah <laughs> most recently uh, so, we yeah. got coffin dance meme and now we have a teletubbies meme so oh shit i didn't see the teletubbies <laughs> yeah, yet it's a I'm new check it out. fresh off the presses in the last like hour so <laughs> all right all right all right well guys. thanks for listening Right on. Let us know what you think. Join the Discord. Find us somewhere. Message us. Tell us what you think and what you'd like us to talk about. We'll see you next time. Tune in next week. See you guys. Bye. Bye.